0: listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello sexy people. Welcome back to She Said What. If you have not been here before then I just want to welcome you. You are welcome. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, this is a space for you to come to become the best version of yourself. She Said What is all about sex, sexuality, relationships, especially your relationship with yourself and self-growth. It's basically your relationship with yourself and other people. So today I'm going to be giving you my 23 life lessons. This is the birthday edition because I'm turning 23 this week. And I just thought, look, I've been through it. I've been through the ringer a little bit. Um, Moved across the world when I was 18, which is great obviously and very fun and amazing and we love that but also it taught me a lot and there was a lot of like struggles that came with that um been through a lot to do with changing who i am really like coming out of my shell if you will from growing up being like religious and having a lot of like blocks on what I could and couldn't do, a lot of shame, and I had to break down a lot of that to get to where I am now, so I thought, let's do a life lessons episode, all right? Let's get right into it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> little update on my week as per usual. um so it's my birthday coming up obviously that's gonna be on Thursday I'm super excited because I went to an event a while back uh with Amazon Prime like Prime video to see it was Daisy Jones and the Six the first two episodes of that it was an amazing event and they said that on the night they were going to gift somebody with a stay at the Ace Hotel which is a beautiful new hotel in Surrey Hills here in Sydney um and I went to this event and I didn't think anything of it. And then they messaged me the next day and they gave it to me, which was so, so, so kind. And so I was gifted this experience with going to dinner and everything. So I decided to use it for my birthday. So I'm going to be doing that this week. I'm so excited. Um, and yeah, so that's coming up this week. Uh, other than that, for the past week, I have had a friend's going away. She's moving to New York. She's going to acting school, um, which is amazing for her. Sad for me because she's my friend and she's leaving me. But to be fair, I left all my friends in Canada. So like, that's what I get. Um, But we had that. And then that's basically it. I've been doing a lot of work this week. I... I've had these 10-hour days where I've just been like sat at my laptop editing stuff, planning stuff for the podcast and social media and everything, and it's been great. Obviously, this is what I want to do. I wouldn't do it if I didn't want to. I wouldn't put in as much work as I do if I didn't want to, Um, so it's been a good work week. I'm very proud of myself, Um, but yeah, it's nice to be getting into the swing of things now that I'm working from home and doing everything here and like you know, getting used to doing social media full time and everything. So that's been fun. Um, And that's it. That's my little update for you. I'm excited to be turning 23. It's going to sound so dumb, but like in my mind, it feels a bit old in comparison to 22. Like 22 is like, yeah, I'm feeling 22. You know, when you're 23, you're like, ooh, it's coming. You know, 25 is coming and then 30 is coming. And then I'm like literally going to die. And so here for a good time, not a long time, Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for my birthday and I'm excited to be able to like spend it with friends and family and people that I really, really love and cherish and that I have people in my life because, um, you know, spoiler, I didn't have friends back in the day. And I feel like a lot of birthdays I really, like, struggled because I was like, I just wish I had people to spend it with. I wish that, like, I had a good friend group, you know, and now that I feel like I have that, it is, like, just such a blessing, for lack of a better word. And um, it's just something that I'm, like, really, really grateful for. So I've had a good week. We actually did do a thing for my birthday as well with a bunch of my friends, like, a week ago, maybe a bit premature but it was because there was another friend going away to New York and I needed to get her to be there and so we did it early um but yeah so that was really really lovely and I'm happy I'm having a really good week and I'm having a really good day I woke up today just like feeling energized and good which is a shock because I went out last night um and you know what is so funny last night I was saying this because I was eating as I was drinking when I was out I went to bed last night and I was like I had eight drinks tonight, which is like a lot for me. Like that's, that's a lot for me. And I feel like I didn't feel it. Like I literally felt like I was sober the whole night. It was the weirdest thing in the world. I don't know what was going on, but a bit of a waste of my money. Am I right? Um, But just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so that's been my last 24 hours. We're going to get right into my 23 life lessons. I have a whole list of them. We're going to start out, of course, with number one, which is to listen to your body. Um, something that I think I didn't used to do like in high school and whatever was listening to my body. Like I used to be like, oh, I'm so tired. I feel like shit or I'm on my period or whatever. But I'm just going to force myself. I would always say this. Okay, sometimes you need to force yourself. And it's funny. I think my mom used to say that all the time. So I probably got it from her. Thanks, mom. Um, But (laughs) I literally used to be like, okay, now I'm going to force myself. I'm just going to go. I'm going to push through. And I did it with so many things that I think I was just constantly exhausted. Like I used to in high school say I was tired all the time. Oh, how are you? I'm good. I'm just like so tired because I like really overexerted myself. Whereas I think in the last few years, I've really learned to trust my body and listen to my body. And if I'm having a day where I don't have that energy to go and be social and whatever, I set the boundary and I don't go and I don't force myself into doing anything anymore. And it's really just helped me to create this like cycle where I'm like flowing with what my body actually wants me to do. And I end up being like so much more productive, so much happier. And my relationships are so much better because I actually communicate when I need to take time time off and i need to have a break and i'm a, like i allow myself to do that um and this absolutely comes back to like cycle syncing as well which I talk about all the time but like cycle syncing is going into all the different phases of your menstrual cycle and understanding where you can apply what you need in that season of your or that phase I should say of your cycle um, which is something that you can listen to my other episodes about I'm not going to go on about it but that is something that has like truly truly changed my life so listening to your body is number one number two comparison is the killer of joy and I sure you've probably heard this before and you're like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But look, it really, really is like if you compare yourself to people that are around you and you are constantly feeling like you are lesser than, then you're going to act as if right. You are going to act as if you are lesser than you're going to not really make plans with people or reach out to people. You're going to think, why would they want to hang out with me? Oh, like I'm not as good as them or like I'm not as far in my career or, you know, they're older than me or they're wiser than me or they have a bigger friends circle than me and they seem so well connected and I'm not and you put yourself in this box so you don't go out and meet people or go to events or like go do things that potentially make you a little bit nervous um because you just feel like it's not it's not for you and you're down here and you should like stay in your lane which is bullshit you shouldn't compare yourself to the people around you or even to the people that you just see on social media because you never know what's going on behind closed doors and even when people reach out to me And they say things like, oh my God, like I just wish I could get to where you are with being comfortable in your skin or this, 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 this. I'm like, guys... I have so many days where I do not like myself. I have so many days where I'm like, "Ugh, like I just don't feel good. I don't know what it is. I need to figure it out. Like I'm just not myself today. Like I have that all the time. I have days where I look at my body and I think like, "Ugh, like I've really let myself go, which is like ridiculous. But like I, I do have that. And I think everybody has that. And if you think you're the only one and you're absolutely not. Um, try as much as you can to not compare yourself. And I would say that something that helped me with that is not like following people who I would want to compare myself to or not assuming that all of these people are in the best place of their lives because you really never know, Um, which is why we need to be like following people on social media who are transparent about what goes on in their life and look up to and associate yourself with people or like get around people who are just real and honest. And the more you do that, the more comfortable you're going to be in your skin. Number three is that life is too short to be in a relationship that doesn't bring you joy. Whether that is a friendship or like a romantic loving relationship, if you are not feeling like it is consistently or like overall making you a happy person and you're feeling good and confident around that person, then you don't need to have that person in your life. And I think naturally we keep ties with people based off of things that we actually shouldn't, but we think we're meant to, like history, you know? Oh, but I have a history with them or I've been friends with them for years. So it's fine if they're gonna shit all over me and tell me I suck and like make me feel like I can't do the things I want to do or undermine me or whatever. No, you absolutely do fucking not. You do not need to have those people in your life. And especially when it comes to romantic relationships, if you are not feeling like this is somebody that really makes me feel safe and I want to be with them and I love them And I'm excited to have them in my life. If it's just like, a oh, yeah, well, at least I have a boyfriend, you know, or, oh, at least I'm not single because I just don't want to be single. Like that is not worth it. If anything, go learn to be single and then come into a relationship where you actually feel like you're getting something from that relationship. And it's like fulfilling your needs, because if it's not... And the more time you spend in it, the more you're going to go back into that thing of being like, well, I have a history with this person. That history is only going to get longer and longer, you know? So definitely if you can find that courage in you, bite the bullet and get out of a relationship if you need to. And I know that if you think you need to, you know I'm talking to you right now. Maybe that's been you before, but it's not you right now. And if it is, then slay la vie. Number four, go to therapy. Go, go to therapy, okay? Therapy is for everybody. Therapy is something that can help you in any season. You can be doing the best you've ever done in your life, but whether you are moving into a new season or starting a new job or doing anything that even challenges you slightly, it's amazing to have support. And I know that counselors and psychologists and all of that is very expensive. um, And not everybody has access to it. But there are definitely other resources that you can go for that are free. um, And just other ways that you can get support as well, which I can link some of those below for you guys. Um, But if you have accessibility to it, I would so recommend you go see a therapist. Um, It's never too late to start it. Um, I've talked about this before on here. But I had an eating disorder when I was, well, you know, technically you never don't have it, but I really struggled with an eating disorder when I was like 14, 15, 16, and a little bit longer as well, realistically. Uh, but it was really bad when I was younger, and it was like, in and like, would go to the anorexia clinic, and would have to like, leave school to go to all these appointments, like it was fucked. It was a really bad time in my life. And going to therapy literally healed me. It actually worked. Who would have fucking thought? Yeah, I doctor who knows what they're doing yeah sorted my shit right out and now I feel like I have this relationship with food where like I just don't have to worry I don't have to count everything I don't have to like be so controlling like I can just eat what I want when I want and I feel good about my body and I have a good balance with it and that took time but like the support of an actual professional was like what I needed Um, and when I struggled with anxiety and depression a lot when I was having panic attacks and all of that I used the therapy to really help me and i feel like it just changed my life like it helped me so 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 much um and i'm actually going back to therapy again because i feel like i just could use that extra support and i think it's something that everyone needs at some point um and again it's never too late my partner sam he did therapy for the first time about a year ago and i remember he was so nervous and he was like oh like it's gonna be so weird and they're gonna tell me what to do and i'm gonna have to tell them all about like who I am. And like, I have to explain all these things to them and be so honest, and that's so scary. And yes, it can be very scary at the start. But you get used to it. And it can become quite a comforting thing. And even if it's hard, and every time you leave and in tears, and you're like, Oh, my God, that was intense. It's worth it. You have to work through it. And um, yeah, do it go to therapy. Okay. Number five, is that honesty is the key to healthy relationships. Um, I think that Some of us grow up in families where honesty is not prioritized. Like you see the way that maybe your parents kind of fib to each other. They have these little things that you notice that they don't quite tell the truth to each other. And they might think that they're protecting the other person. But I think that's bullshit. I really think that if you're going to have a deep, Honest connection with someone, you have to be able to say what you are thinking, what you are feeling. You have to be able to do that. And it also comes up in friendships, obviously, as well. Like if I say to one of my friends, Oh, sorry, I can't come tonight. I'm sick. I don't think that's really great communication at all. Whereas if I say to them, Honestly, I just, I think I need some time for myself or I think I'm actually going to spend time with this friend instead because we really need to catch up. That boundary, that being able to say like, this is actually what I need in this moment is so important and I would really encourage you to be as honest as you can in all of your relationships because it's only going to help you to grow a more authentic connection with the people in your life. Number six is that sex is not the end all BL to healthy relationships. Um... I feel like for a long time, because I was working through figuring out uh, shame that I had with sex from growing up, and I really, like, wanted, you know, sex to be perfect in my life, I, like, had such a focus on it. And I would get this anxiety around not having enough sex or not having the kind of sex I wanted to be having or maybe not having an orgasm every time I had sex and I feel like I would really judge my relationship with somebody that I loved so much based off of how good the sex was on a regular basis and the thing is, especially if you are someone who has a menstrual cycle and your hormones are changing all the time, you're not going to be consistent in your wants. It's very likely that you're not going to always want sex, right? There's nothing wrong with you. If you have periods of your life where you are just not interested in sex at all, you don't have to necessarily identify with it. You don't have to, you know, freak out about it. You don't have to question it. You can just allow it to be and you never know when it's going to come back. And I think it's really important that you don't like stress out on your relationship relationship because the sex isn't exactly what you want every single time because we are all human and sex isn't this thing that needs to look a certain way it's just a way for us to like play and experience and love and grow together and i think it's important that we don't judge ourselves and judge the people that we're with based off of how the sex is um and also another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to say for it really feel like there's this narrative that like, you know, men just can't satisfy women and they don't know where the clit is and they don't know anything and they're suck and blah, 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 blah. I think it's also up to us, if you are identifying as a woman, um, to and like in that kind of relationship, I should say, straight relationship, that if you're in that scenario, don't expect that they are going to know what you want because even if they are like super experienced and like super well aware of like anatomy and they really care about your pleasure and they're an amazing person, that doesn't mean they're going to know what you want because you could want something completely different to the last person that they've been with or someone that they were with for a long time. You never know. Um, So if we don't communicate what we want, And then we sit here and we label people and say that they're bad at sex or, you know, they they just don't care about my pleasure or they didn't try hard enough or they didn't, you know, they didn't do this, 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 this. It's also up to us to communicate what we want. And you don't have to do that in the bedroom, so to speak, because that can be very daunting, you can do that outside, you know, I would very much encourage you if you don't already with your partner to talk about sex outside of a sexy scenario, I think that is the best time to talk about it, because it allows you to take that pressure off and no one's scared of like ruining the moment, you know, if you bring up something that you want to try that you don't know that if they're going to want to try it, there's no pressure to try it in the moment. It's just like, Oh, I was thinking I would like to try like this type of lube or this toy or this position or this kind of Like kink thing, you know, you can like bring it up in a way where you don't have to worry about them being like, um, no, that's so weird and I'm so turned off right now. You know, talk about it outside of that sexual scenario because it is the best time. And yeah, I just think it's for play, it should be for fun, and we should do our best to not stress out over it because it's just a part, it's just a part of the relationship. Number seven speaking of play, is to play more and to do it for fun, to do it for experience. Like that has been something that I've been loving in the past year is playing more piano, painting, just like going on walks and having a fun time and listening to music and dancing more around my house, like singing, just play. Like you are a creative being who has all of these potential outlets that are so like creative and beautiful. And you can create something right now that is just something from you. And that is so Beautiful. I just think like the human experience is so incredible. And if you are wasting your time constantly trying to create a product or trying to create this like outcome or do something perfectly, then you're not going to enjoy doing it. I know for me, if I sit down to play piano and I'm playing and I make a mistake and it makes me go, oh, and I get stressed about it, I don't want to be there. I'm not going to want to go sit at my piano more often. Whereas if I allow that messiness and that wrong note to like be a part of what I'm doing, then I feel like I'm like fully in it. And I'm just like immersed in it. And I'm just playing to play. And if you do something creative for your job, I would encourage you to also take time to do it in just a fun, creative, playful kind of way. And don't always expect there to be Like a result or a product to come out of it because your output is not what matters when it comes to creativity. Sometimes you need to have like 90% of it be just like for fun, for play, for learning, for growth. And then that 10% is going to be so good that you actually put out and use or post or you know, like actually put out that song or whatever, share with others because you've taken the time to figure out what you actually genuinely like to do, what comes natural to you when you're just in that like play state and you're in that flow state. So I really, really encourage you just for your brain and for your joy to find things that make you feel good. And sometimes you can think about those things that you did when you were younger um, because often we forget those things and we know with women there are a lot higher rates of women dropping out of things like sport and arts and all of those things um because we don't feel like it's providing anything for anyone and that comes back to a lot of patriarchal things that we are taught growing up about ourselves um but you deserve it you deserve to enjoy your life and to just play number eight is that your mental health is so deeply tied to your physical health? Um, I think I didn't realize this for a lot of years. I used to think, like, okay, I'm going to focus on my mental health this month, and then I'm going to focus on my physical health next month. And then I got, you need to have a balance. Like, everything is so intricately involved. And like, the way that your brain needs food to have fuel to be able to think clearly to like uh, regulate your emotions the way that you need sleep to be able to like, be creative. And again, like be able to be fucking sane within your brain. Everything is so deeply tied into itself. And if you're feeling like, uh, stressed and like, just stuck or like, you know, anxious within your body sometimes you literally need to stretch you literally need to physically move your body you need to find movement in your body and get to a place where you're like whoa my body feels so much better I feel like I can put my shoulders down now because I actually exercised and I'm moving my face so much away from the mic but you you can actually like relax because you've taken the time to stretch out your neck and like roll your shoulders and like stand up straight and work on that posture. And it just is so important for you to think of the different elements of like your physical health when you're trying to heal your mental health um, and learn to emotionally regulate because it's not separate. It's definitely not separate. (laughs) Number nine is that it is the basic shit when it comes to your health that is going to keep you healthy and sane. It is like the pillars, like drinking lots of water, eating food that is going to fuel you, getting exercise, having sleep, being in nature and having healthy relationships with the people around you. It is like the things that you think, you just assume are good in your life, but maybe they aren't. Like often we're so drawn to finding like a healthy alternative thing to get us there. Like we want to go get that supplement. It's usually very pushed to us um, when it comes to ads and whatnot as well, to like eat this certain type of food and make sure you go on this specific cleanse and you do this type of movement and do this and do that. And we're not getting like the bare minimum of sleep every night. You know, we're not drinking water at all. We're not even eating until like later in the day. Like I used to do this all the time, you know, and I would think like, okay, let's get up. Let's do my meditation. Okay, let's have my morning routine. And then I'm, what, not eating until 2 p.m.? You're going to get tired, babe. You're going to feel like shit, babe. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel overwhelmed because you're not using all of the basic things in your life to keep you healthy. And if you're trying to go on any kind of like health journey... I would encourage you to write down those things, break it down individually and see where you can like level up in each of those individual areas of your life before you get into all the fucking protein powders and all the bullshit. Don't waste your time doing all these crazy detailed things if you're not going to do the basics because those are the things that are gonna be the foundation for the rest of your health journey number nine nope that was number nine number ten we're on to a sexy one this is to use lube use toys use whatever tools that you need to make your sex life what you want it to be there is no shame in using lube lube is something that is your friend especially if you're using toys because you are adding something in that isn't naturally obviously lubricated and you need a little extra and that is totally fine in all the different phases of your cycle your body is going to respond differently to sex you can be super aroused super interested in the person and not be wet and I think for a long time this is so TMI but like when I was like in high school and stuff I would have sex with my boyfriend and I would be anxious about not being wet. Because I was like, if I'm not wet, then he's going to think that I don't like want it or I'm not into him or it's going to make him feel blah, 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 blah. Like I would feel like there was something wrong with my body, but there's not, okay? Sometimes you need a little extra help and that is totally fine. Some people are naturally a lot more wet, like all the time, and some people are not. And there's nothing wrong with either way. Use what you need to use, okay? Um, And also, especially when it comes to toys like I love toys. I fucking love toys. You guys know that I love them. Um, And I'm a big like advocate for it because you often, most vulva owners, need some stimulation clitorally to be able to have an orgasm. So if your goal is to be able to have an orgasm, which it doesn't have to be, but if it is, then use what you have at your disposal. Okay, I would recommend suction toys. I think they are... Delicious and amazing, um, but vibrators, of course. And then there are so many other things, so many, so many things for like being able to insert them, and you know, different kind of vibrations and settings and modes. There's a lot to play around with. But I would definitely encourage you to try it because I meet so many people who are like, I've never tried one before, I've never used it before, and I'm like, oh. and then they try it and they're like, oh wow, wow! Like the uh, the amount of friends that I've taken to get their first like vibrator. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> All right, number 11 is that you are never going to arrive you are never going to arrive. And the only real thing is the present. Like the only real legitimate thing right now is the present. And this is a bit of like a mind fuck because I think I think a lot of like the past and I wake up and I go, oh, was I weird last night? Or did I say anything weird? Or, oh my God, was I awkward? Or like, am I doing okay? Am I, am I working hard enough? Oh, you know, I think about the past a lot. Even if it's a recent past, it's still the past, right? Or I think about the future, like, okay, I can't wait till one day I'm like living in this kind of house or I have this kind of money or I'm doing this stuff. Like, that's going to be so cool and I'm going to be so happy. And I can't wait. One day I'm going to be happy. And if you constantly feel like one day you're going to be happy and you're going to arrive somewhere, it's never going to come. It's not going to come. You need to enjoy every step of the journey and you need to be able to like, sit in the present and figure out what in the present is going to make you happy. Um, I saw some the other day, it was a TikTok, and he was talking about the domino effect, which is, I don't know if this is technically the domino effect, but he was calling it that. Um, it is basically something that his psychologist was telling him about, um, where in your day, you wake up in the morning, you might be waking up feeling horrible. You might be waking up feeling amazing. But every single thing that you do is going to be like a domino. And it's going to change how you go on with your day. So if you wake up feeling like shit, you can choose to change that. This is something that I have realized so much recently as well. I have woken up many days recently and not felt great. I don't know what it is. It's just a mental health thing a little bit. I part of why I'm going back to therapy. Um, but I've had many days where I just haven't woken up feeling the best. And so what do I do like anybody else? I want to to lay in bed. I want to shut off. I want to ignore everybody or I want to scroll on TikTok. I want to avoid. I want to do everything but deal with how I'm feeling. But what I've been challenging myself to do recently is to get up and to change it. Like, okay, what do I know that makes me happy? What do I know that brings me joy? I know food brings me joy. So breakfast is great. Let's go for some breakfast, okay? Let's make sure we eat something. Let's make myself some breakfast because I know I'm going to feel satisfied knowing that I made myself something. I know that listening to music makes me happy. Sometimes I'll just listen to music, go on a walk, or I'll listen to music in the house while I'm kind of cleaning up a little bit because I know that mix of like getting something done, that like serotonin long-term happiness is going to come with it, but also that like quick release of dopamine of hearing my favorite song is also gonna come. Like, think about how your brain actually works and hack it. Like, use what you know about what you like and make that domino effect because now you're feeling a little bit better and then you're gonna start doing your next task. You're gonna feel a little bit better doing that task and it's only gonna get better and better and you can choose how your day goes. Like, if you aren't feeling good right now, you can choose to do something that's going to make you feel better. Even if there is something overarching in your life that is hurtful like a breakup or uh, you're grieving or you're going through a hard season mentally whatever's going on you're going through a change of a job or you're experiencing some sort of anxiety whatever it is you can still choose to have good days amongst all of that and I would really encourage you to try to figure out and maybe even make a list of all of the things that make you feel good that you know work and then you can try it and if the first one doesn't work then do the other one you know make the breakfast while you listen to the music and dance around then go have a shower play like your favorite podcast take some time in the shower to actually like be with your body and don't just like shut off like try to be present and enjoy the pleasure of like having a shower and using different things that smell good on you you know like do all of the things and one of them is bound to work it really is you know and some days of course You might just have a hard day and that's okay. And that's very, very normal. But I would encourage you to try to figure out what does work for you because the present is necessary to be in and you're never going to just arrive at a happy place. Like you need to try now (laughs) to work on that. And it's hard, but it's worth it. number 12 your values and your priorities are a reflection of your daily habits that one is a bit hard because it's it is it hurts a bit sometimes because you might be going oh fuck like I waste a lot of time or I spend a lot of time just like scrolling on Instagram or I spend a lot of time like maybe bitching about shit in my life like you know, talking about how unhappy I am about all these different things. Um, (laughs) It is very important that we are actively trying to prioritize the things that we actually really care about. And that might be 10 minutes a day. That might be five minutes a day. Whatever you can get yourself to do, I would really encourage you to bring it in bit by bit. Because if say you're someone and you really want to read more, you know, you want to educate yourself. You want to become someone who's like well-read and you're knowledgeable, right? That's something that you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I would love to be that person. But you haven't read a book in months, maybe years, then maybe, maybe you could buy a book. You could read for five minutes every night before bed. This is how I got myself back into reading. I read for five minutes every night, even just a page, even if I could just read a paragraph, you know, whatever it was. I've literally had days where I've like unflagged it, read like half the page and flagged it again and gone to sleep because I've been so tired. But at least I got myself to read that little bit and you're learning bit by bit by bit, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And then the more you want to do it because your brain gets used to this like habit of reading. So then your brain's going, where's my book before bed? I can't go to sleep just looking at my phone. Oh my God, where's my book? And now I actually think that way. So now I have all these moments before bed where I'm like, wait, where's my journal? Wait, I got to do my bedtime journal. Like it's like my brain really wants it and it gets used to that habitual cycle. So do it bit by bit, get into it bit by bit and know that over time, Time, your values will really reflect in your life in a way that is meaningful to you. And if right now it's not reflecting them, then start small. Number 13, you deserve respect from every single person in your life. That is including your parents, your parental figures, whatever that looks like for you. That is including your partner, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. That is including your siblings. You deserve respect from every single person in your life. You get to choose how much of a say they have in your life. You get to choose how much they are in your life. And as much as, yes, I believe that there is a part of you that should like respect your elders and appreciate the things that the people that brought you up did for you, that does not mean that you owe anything to do with your life to them. You don't owe them X amount of time every, every single week. You don't owe them making choices on your life and on your job, on the people you're around, on the things that you say, on the things that you value based off of what your parents want for you. You need to be okay with separating yourself from who you were as a child and becoming who you are in your adult life and again, I'm only 23 almost. And so I'm young, but that's been a huge journey for me is growing up and realizing that I'm actually allowed to choose what I want, who I'm around, what I say, what I believe, and if the people that raised me are not okay with that, then we won't have to talk about certain topics, you know? I don't have to cut them out of my life, but I I don't have to pretend that I believe anything or go along with certain conversations without standing up for myself or my community, that being the queer community, Um, I can absolutely stand for myself and be my own human as an adult person. And the sooner you're able to like make that move and change and become who you really are, the better you're going to feel in your skin and the more you're going to grow into the things that you actually want to do in your life because you're not constantly making choices based off of what other people want. In your life and especially if they are like your partner your boyfriend your girlfriend you deserve respect for them so much you really deserve to be respected and loved and cherished by them and if you are not getting that respect if you feel like they see you as lesser or if you just feel like they don't appreciate you in the way that you deserve to be appreciated go and find better go and find more because you deserve it you really really do Number 14 is to stay disciplined in the things that you genuinely care about. It will be worth it. I have had a struggle back and forth over the past few years where I've gone back and forth between I want to listen to my body, but I also want to be able to push in some ways. Make sure that if you're going to push yourself, you're pushing for the things that you want, not for other people. Make sure that you are pushing yourself to go out there and to show up for yourself, whether that means, you know, creating that art or telling people about that art or getting that degree or going back to school for the thing you actually wanted to go for to school for, or you know, changing friend groups and being around the friends you actually want to be around, go and make the choices that you need to make for you to be the best version of you. Because again, at the end of the day, if you're making choices for other people, you're going to end up unhappy. Like you're going to finally, like one day you're going to sit down and you're going to be like, oh shit, like, oh shit, how did I end up here? And it's because it happens gradually. It's very sneaky. It's very, very sneaky. And the reason I say this is because I stayed in relationships longer than I should have. I stayed in the church a lot longer than I should have. I stayed in so many scenarios longer than I needed to because every time I had that little feeling of like... I feel like this isn't for me or I feel like I shouldn't be here or I feel like this isn't what I want. I let that automatic negative thought that pops in and tells me, no, but you have to because this person, this person, this person, or you have to because what if people think blah, 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 blah. I let that thought stop me from getting out of what I needed to get out of. It's so serious. This episode is so serious. I can't. Okay, I I'm, i can't. I need to be a bit. I need to have a moment, guys. I just, I feel like I'm just, I'm, I didn't realize life lessons. I'm going to get a bit like, blah, 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 and I don't want to be like that. Um, this is a fun podcast. Okay. Number 15 is that you need to get comfortable with having these in-between seasons. I chat with so many people who are like, fuck, I just want to finish my degree. You know, I have a whole year left and I just, like, I'm so unhappy. This is not going to be a good year, but once I'm done my degree, I'm going to be happy. Or, you know, once I finally move to that dream place that I'm saving up to move to, then I'm going to be happy. And so many of us have these like in-between seasons where like, fuck, like, you know, I just, I want to get there. I just want to start the job. I just to do the thing, we need to be able to pull back sometimes and go like, okay, I'm in an in-between season. I'm not doing that thing that I've been gearing up to do. You know, I'm not doing that really exciting thing yet. I'm not living in that place yet. I'm not in that relationship yet. Maybe, you know, maybe you have a a want to be married or be in a relationship long term. It's okay to be in these kind of like in-between seasons. And I should say as well with relationships, maybe you are a relationship person like me and you kind of want that. You want that long-term relationship. It's okay to want that, but... Also know that if you are comfortable being single and you want to be single, then be single. And you do not have to arrive at being in a relationship at any point. Being single for your whole life can be an amazing experience. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, But if you are looking for a relationship and you feel like you're in this in-between, use it. Use those in-between seasons to reflect, really back out and figure out, okay, who do I wanna be when I go into this place? You know, what do I wanna bring with me? Like, what do I want to step into and step into it in a meaningful way? Don't feel, again, like you're going to arrive at that place, that relationship, that job, whatever, and it's all going to just come full circle and it's all going to be amazing. I'm sure it's going to be great. But if you don't go into it feeling revived because you used that in-between season, if you will, to genuinely like revitalize yourself and like grow yourself and get comfortable in who you are, then you're likely going to show up in that new place and kind of still be finding your footing and stressing out. Whereas if you can go and feel like fully yourself and you've used that quieter season, that lower season, maybe that like less busy season to your advantage, it's gonna be worth it. And if you don't, then it's gonna be sad if you don't. So I'd really encourage you to use every single season in your life, even if it's not where you want to be. Number 16 is that you have to take you everywhere that you go, okay? You are the only thing that is moving around everywhere you go, okay? Yes, maybe you have like friends and connections and your job and all these other things in your life. But you, 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 you have to go every single where you go. So you can plan a trip to Bora Bora and think that's going to be amazing. But if you are struggling with anxiety or you are struggling with self-worth, you're going to show up in Bora Bora and you're still going to be scared to like wear that bikini or you're still going to be scared to go and talk to people like you have to realize that you are Your relationship with yourself is so, so important. That like deep connection that you have with yourself that... Really, like, intuitive, connected version of you is so important to find. And you can do that through so many different things, whether that would be like self reflection, journaling type of thing, whether that would be meditation, like yoga, those types of practices, whether that would be seeing a therapist and like figuring out, you know, where you want to go and understanding yourself. I would take some time to have that like self realization as much as you can. The other night, you guys might think this is a bit woo woo, but I I was in my bed and I literally like I made the bed. Obviously I'm sitting on the bed here. I put on like, it's called like fucking like beta waves or something. It's like, it's like, it'll be like, 85 Hertz for Your Soul Healing Anxiety. is like has the funniest titles, but I love it. It's just like, it's it's like, and I just like put it on, light a bunch of candles, get out my crystals, throw them all over the bed, lay there, think about shit. And I will literally like journal, I'll like work through what I think I need to work through. Maybe I'll have like a journal prompt. And those are the moments where I really become who I am. Like those quiet moments alone to myself, reflecting, healing, setting an atmosphere for me to be able to reflect that is when like for me real change and real growth comes out of that's where my ideas come out of i i come up with so many ideas when i'm in that state like i just feel like that is such a good state to be in and if you don't have some sort of personal practice at the moment i would really really encourage you to have something that's going to help to ground you because it really does help you to connect with yourself so when you go into different spaces you are bringing a version of you with you that is connected and intuitive and feels good to be in number 17 is that relationships are all about timing it they really are they really really are you can be dating a person who is going to be amazing in five years but you might not want to wait for that you might not want to have to teach them how to be a good partner, how to communicate, how to blah, 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 blah. You might not want to do that, and that's totally fine. Relationships are very, very much about timing, being in the right place at the right time. And I do think that certain people, you know, cross paths for a certain reason. Like I I feel that. And I think that there are so many examples of this. Like, you know, you come across someone's path so many times and you just start to see them everywhere. And I think there are situations like that that in my mind I'm like, well. Happens pretty often for a lot of people. So I think that I think it's legitimate, but I do also think that sometimes the timing is not right. Maybe you want to be in a relationship, but you're working through some personal shit right now, and that's okay. Take that time. Like maybe right now, if you were to find your dream person while you're still working through some stuff, it actually wouldn't be the right timing for you. And as much as you might be sitting here, which I hear this a lot with people where they're like, fuck, I just really want to be in a relationship. I hate being single. Like it just drives me crazy like I just want someone to do stuff with I want I get that and I know that can feel really isolating and really lonely but at the same time it is worth being in the right spot before you find that person or before you step into having like a relationship like that with them timing is everything but I do believe that things will work out in time. And time is a funny thing and something that you have to try not to overanalyze because it is definitely, a, again, a bit of a mind fuck. Um, But just be aware that it's okay if right now you feel like you're waiting because sometimes it feels like that with time. Saying that, number 18 is that you don't need to be perfect before you get into a relationship. There is such um uh, like a narrative that you need to be this like perfect version of you before you step into the right relationship and everything. I when Sam and I first got together, I was a mess. I was not doing well. I, that's when I was really struggling with anxiety and everything that I mentioned earlier, um, all the anxiety attacks and everything. He was willing to go on that journey with me. And this is what made that situation work is that he was willing to be there with me and help me even go through my past relationship and talk to me about how I felt about things to do with like my ex and all of that. He was willing to go on that journey with me. He had the capacity mentally to do that. He had the time. He had the ability. He felt confident to go on that journey with me. But some people will not feel confident enough to go on that journey with you or, you know, with their partner. Sometimes people are not up to it mentally, emotionally, for whatever reason. And that's obviously so fine as well. And they should give you that boundary and tell you that, um, but you don't also need to be perfect. Like you definitely don't need to have everything sorted out. You don't need to be this like amazing version for people to want you. You can definitely be going through things and you can be on that journey and you can grow with people. Sam and I, what we have that is so powerful is that we grew together so much. Like when we first met, we were both very involved in the church and trying to be good for them and trying to dress the part and look the part and say the right things. And we really were, we were, we're both struggling I would was arguably you know worse off just mentally but he helped me so much and then we grew so much we both moved away from the church we changed so much about what we believe about like sex and relationships and how things should be done and blah 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 blah, blah. like we went through so much growth together and it was such a beautiful process to do that together and sometimes I think like I'm so happy that like we we had to kind of do it together because we align so much now. And it's just a, it's such a cool thing that we have together, which just re- reminds me. And I think confirms for me so much how Sam will always be in my life just because it, like, I can't, I feel like I grew up with him in a way. Um And that's just a really special experience to have with someone, but timing is very important. And you never know when it's going to come and you can't control everything. And at the time when Sam and I met, I was not looking for anything. I was not looking for a relationship at all. I was literally still, I still was dealing with stuff to do with my ex. I was mentally not very well. I was not looking for anything, but it just happened. It just happened. And I think that's how it happens for a lot of people. So try not to force it. Just know that it's going to happen eventually if that's what you're looking for. Number nineteen is that your personal style needs to feel good. It needs to be good for you in your body. This is something that really, like, for a long time, I think I dressed very feminine because I knew that people applauded me for dressing feminine. Like, I knew that if I wore something that made me look like a very pretty girl, then people would make, you know, give me compliments and make me feel good because of that external, I guess, like confirmation or that external validation. And I looked for that and I seeked that out. So when I would go and buy an outfit, it was based off of, okay, what does this do for the shape of my body? How does this make my boobs look? How does this make my butt look? What Am, am I wearing something today that's going to show off my butt? So when I see that person that I like, they're going to see me and look at me a certain way. Like I used to do so much when it comes to my style and how I dress and how I do my makeup and my hair and everything based off of other people. And now I do it based off of what I like. And I feel a million times better going into different spaces. Like if I show up to some party or some event and I'm wearing something where I'm having to worry about like the strap falling down or it coming up and hiking up when I'm having to adjust things all the time, I am going to be miserable. I'm not going to be myself. I'm not going to like laugh and have fun and like make jokes and like have a good time the way that I normally would because I just don't feel like confident in like I can just relax in my body I think you should really try to figure out if you haven't already what your personal style is because it is so fun it is such a good way to like kind of figure out who you are and to just you know how you dress does say a lot I think it does communicate a lot to other people and that is a fun thing but that can also be very daunting it's definitely worth worth like getting into and figuring out for yourself and just making sure that you feel good in it because at the end of the day that is what matters the most by far. I'm also very aware of like how clothing feels on my body like if something is itchy, there's no way in hell. No. If it's wool, no. Mm, itchy as fuck, no way. If there's tags in it, no. No, sorry. If my feet feel like weird if they're slipping around, if I'm if it's not com no. Sorry, not today. Like, I'm just very, very aware of how things feel on my body. And if you are like that as well, then make sure you prioritize it before you go out because it will change your mood. It'll change your whole night. We just have a few more. Number 20 is to learn to forgive. Empathy is a superpower. It really, really is. Being able to say, what would I have done in their scenario? Or to be able to step into somebody's shoes, to be able to go... I could see why that would be hard. I could see why that would be difficult. I could see maybe why you didn't want to be honest because I can see where that fear comes from. Really really trying to step into people's shoes and grow your empathy is really important. I think it really like amplifies your experience as a human and it helps you connect with people in a way that's really really meaningful because I can be quite avoidant when it comes to issues in my life. If anybody ever like wronged me in the past, I was like, no, nah, fuck them. One chance, that's all you get. And I would really just like... I'd be like, you know, sh- fucking shame on you. Like you fucked me over, blah, 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 blah. I'm never going to trust you again. I had a really, I had a lot of issues with trust and I, I, I wasn't able to forgive people or just like humanize people. And I'm fucking human. I do shit wrong too. I have thoughts that, you know, probably aren't the best or I, I, I can judge in ways that I wouldn't want to be judged. And I know that. And once you're able to realize that for yourself, I actually made a whole episode about this ages ago. I can, I'm trying to remember what one it was or what number it was, but it was called like judgment or like learn not to judge yourself or don't judge others for the sake of not judging yourself or something like that about judgment and it really when I got into that and I made that episode it was because I realized how much that changed my life I just love people so much more now I have a, so much more of an open mind towards things I feel like people tell me their stories and I'm really genuinely interested because I love to be able to picture what it would like to like be like to be them and I think empathy is so powerful and if you're not very empathetic if you know that you're quite cold or you can be standoffish or you don't forgive people easily you know people fuck up like fuck you over and you're very tough about it I would try to open that up there's something about yes having boundaries and being powerful and being like strong and that is also valuable but that comes with being able to forgive people I think strength comes with being able to have like empathy and to be able to understand people and to be able to move forward with people and go on the journey with people and And without forgiveness, I think you miss out on life. I think you miss out on people. You miss out on relationships that you probably want to have if you could get yourself to forgive and if you struggle with it a lot that's something that you can actually go to therapy for because I needed to work through therapy when it came to forgiving like people in my family and things that I went through I needed to be able to like deeply forgive somebody and at one point I was really not able to do that it's a journey I went on and it's something that obviously you know I still probably would want to work on I don't think you ever Finish that. I think that's a whole lifelong thing, but it's worth it. It's really worth it. It just makes your relationship so much better. And yeah, empathy is a big, big superpower, it's a huge strength. Number 21, I've kind of talked about this a little bit already, but it's that living for other people only pulls you further and further away from yourself. If you're consistently making choices based off what other people want for you, you're only going to become further and further away from that person that you want to be. And it's going to be that much harder to move back towards it. Like for me, leaving the church was one of the fucking hardest things I had to do in my life. It was the most difficult thing because I had been making choices for years years, constantly, based off of what other people wanted, I'd get dressed in the morning and I would go, okay, when I raise my arms does my shirt show my tummy? Because if it does and I'm in church and I'm talking to someone or I go, oh my god, hi! and it shows my tummy someone's gonna look at me from across the room and they're gonna think that I'm sleeping with my boyfriend and if someone thinks I'm sleeping with my boyfriend that means that they're not gonna let me um have this opportunity in church and then this is gonna happen and I every single choice I made was not for me and it was so fucking hard to come back out of that and to start to give myself permission I did it and I am where I am because I fucking did it but it's really hard when you go down that rabbit hole and if you are there if you're like Ooh, that's me." I'm I'm literally constantly being like, okay, fine. I'll go because I said I was going to go or okay, fine. Like I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just go do this job because my parents have been saying I need to get a job or this person has been saying this or blah, 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 blah. If you're constantly rationalizing for the sake of other people, you need to start tuning that in and you need to start getting rid of all that fucking noise. If that means like isolating yourself for a moment and figuring out what it is that you want, then do that. But for you to be able to get to where you want to be, you have to start to make choices for you. And that's not saying to be selfish or to completely ignore everybody of course you want to have healthy loving relationships that's also going to benefit you um but definitely step back and figure out what's for you number 22 this is, oh my God, I'm 22 right now. Wow, this is crazy. Anxiety and excitement often coexist. I learned this when I put myself out there to become a Pilates instructor. I was like, I was high anxiety. That was high anxiety vibes. That was, that was, I was stressed as fuck. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I had huge imposter syndrome. Like, it was horrible. Like, I really, really, really struggled with that. And the thing was, was, the anxiety was so high, but I was also really excited. I was really excited to be doing what I was doing. And I was like, this is cool though. Like this is something I have I look up to people who do this and I think that's cool and like, I wanna do it. And like, you know, I was excited and I was anxious and I was nervous and I kept thinking like, fuck, I don't wanna be anxious. I wanna enjoy this time. But it's okay if those two things happen at the same time. Two emotions, more than two, absolutely more than two emotions can coexist and it's okay to have a mix of these emotions. You don't have to feel a certain way as you go through any experience, it's okay to be like, whoo, that was amazing, but I'm so happy i am done it. Or like, you know, that was great, but I'm happy I'm moving on. And to be okay with getting rid of that anxiety, even though you're super excited, those things can coexist. And there's nothing wrong with you if you feel like those things shouldn't be happening at the same time, because they absolutely can. Last but not least, we have number 23, which is to figure out what you picked up from your family, and then choose what you want to keep. And choose what you want to fix and change and heal and grow away from. You need to, at a certain point, once you're kind of moved, maybe you've moved out of home, or you've kind of like, you feel like you're growing up and you're going away from certain values. You need to figure out what do I actually really appreciate that I learned from my childhood, my mom, my dad, my aunts, my whoever, you know, my siblings. What did I learn? What do I love? What do I want to continue? What maybe traditions do I want to keep? And what things do I want to say? Sayonara. See you later. I don't want you in my life anymore. Say goodbye to those things and choose what you're going to do instead. Um, I think sometimes if we are feeling distant from our Family, and we maybe we didn't have a good life growing up with our family. We just think, fuck that, fuck all that shit. I'm gonna do my own thing, I'm not gonna use anything from that. But I think we definitely learn some things from our family for sure. Like, definitely pick up on lots and lots of things that are very valuable. Um, but there are lots of things that you probably pick up on that are not so valuable. So try to take some time as you, as you grow, of course, this is gonna be an ongoing thing, but to acknowledge, hmm. Where did that? How did that come up in my childhood? For me, I've been realizing this recently with money. Um, I've been learning a lot recently about money stories and how everybody has a money story. If you haven't looked into this, very, very interesting. There's a podcast called She's on the Money with Victoria Devine, I think her name is. Um, and she has a really great episodes on this if you need a recommendation. I have been learning so much from her about having a money story and how everyone has a certain way that they view money, typically based off the way that their family viewed money. Um, and I learned this I definitely learned what mine was um, once I started sharing my money with another human because Sam and I have everything together and like, there are certain things that his family did growing up with money that I, my family didn't do at all. And so I was like, we're not doing that. Or no, we, we can't spend that. Or we, but what about we need to save this and we need to do this, we need to do that. And he would be like, oh, well, like, you know, my family did this and this and this. And it's, it's, it was always fine. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not how I did things. And so I learned very quickly that everyone is very different. And there are things that my parents did with money that I like look at and I'm like, that was amazing. I love that there was always this type of security because they did X, Y, Z, but I don't like the way that maybe they talked about money in this way or this way, and I'm learning how to kind of switch out the things that I didn't like and to create a new narrative for myself. So now when I have moments with money where, say, maybe I'm anxious about it, I can look at it and go, okay, you know what? That's actually something that I used to see like this parent do, or I used to see this person in my family do. Now I can go, okay, I'm not going to have that same kind of anxiety. I'm going to choose to believe that, money is meant to be for me and there's nothing wrong with wanting money or there's nothing wrong with wanting to be secure and financially like able to do the things in your life that you want to do and all of these kind of shame and things that come up around money I'm learning so much about so if you guys want an episode on money I would love to do that for you more so of course relationship with self and money it's more so of a personal deep dive um but I've been been loving that topic recently if you're one of my friends you know that because I talk about it all the time and I'm a psycho okay Um, that's it guys Boom. 23 things 23 things that i've learned there's lots more I could you know going on on and on about Um, I just I love growth. I love self-growth. I love the idea that we can become who we want to be um, and I think being someone who Is i'm a very different person than I was a few years ago. It is like something that I just think is so valuable to share with other people because so many people believe that they're stuck. So many people believe that, you know, well, I grew up that way. So that's how it is. Or, well, that's how it always has been. So that's how it's always going to be. And it's not true. It's not true. You have so much power to change the things in your life. You have so, so, so much ability, so much more than you think you have, even just on like a psychological level. You can really create your reality if you want to. If there are things that you want, you can bring it into existence by yes, hard work, yes, action, but also just speaking it out putting it on your mind and getting your brain to believe that it is coming, you are naturally going to work towards those things if you genuinely believe that you're able to do that. So I would encourage you to do that. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys so, so, so much. If you don't already follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, then please go ahead and give me a little follow. Um, If you want to find me on social media, I'm on TikTok and Instagram and technically YouTube as well. Um, But that's more so just like YouTube shorts and then also popping these podcasts onto YouTube for those of you to see it if you only have access to Apple Podcasts, but you want to watch the video. Here I am. Um, And that's it. We also have a Facebook group called the She Said What Podcast Group where I keep you guys updated on the podcast. And I have my website coming soon where you guys are going to be able to ask me questions. We're going to do some anonymous question Q&A vibes at the end of all my episodes coming up. So that's coming up in this year. And yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, I'm just so thankful. I appreciate all the support. I feel like this has been such a crazy season in my life. And I just cannot fucking believe that I'm doing this. It is so weird. Um, it doesn't feel like a real job. But I'm so fucking thankful that it is. Um, and that I'm here. And it's because of you. So thank you. And I, we have a lovely day. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> okay, bye guys. <laughs>